So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through your limiting beliefs today we are going to talk about how to make sure your all of your scrolling on all the various social media channels is productive and doesn't make you feel like crap when you're done yeah yeah or like you know what i mean we don't want to feel that yeah, I've just been waiting to use that bleep button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love this conversation, Rachel, because it's a constant battle for myself. And, Same. And just about any domain. Like yes. uh, before photography, I was like a a semi professional longboarder. Like I, I didn't get paid enough to be. I did not to quit. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this thing, so I didn't make enough to like not have a day job. But mm -hmm. they flew me all around the country and they paid me money. That is so, so cool. That's kind of cool, right? Who knew? Not me. I know. Uh, but <laughs> I, I bring this up because, I, you know, how do I, I wrestled with it there, like getting inspired by other skaters, mm -hmm. um, other styles, other riders without feeling like garbage about myself and judging myself that I'm not performing at that level. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's. Man. But it didn't stay there. It's still with you as a business owner, right? I mean, I feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. probably once a week <laughs> it's in my pocket right now it's like yes. during this podcast i'm like why isn't my intro the same like it's, it should be better than you know there's other persons it's there's was so good yeah totally. i feel that it's always there it's it's always prevalent and i don't know if it's going away but i do believe that we can relate to it maybe differently mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. i think i think that can happen now i i will say that just in all the places that it's shown up I don't know what it is. I felt it the heaviest with my photography. I mm. wonder, do you, why is that, Rachel? I don't know. I would say between my two jobs as a photographer and a copywriter, mm -hmm. I feel it much heavier as a photographer, if I'm being honest. Uh, but if I'm looking at my life as a whole, I think I feel it most often as a mom. Yes. Like, I think that has probably been the hardest thing for me as a mother online. Like to the point at one point, a couple years ago in the middle of COVID, I had to unfollow like every other mom 
that I knew. It's a lot of because it was like, yeah, I was like, I just can't see what you're doing all day and how well you're handling this because I'm not handling it well. (laughs) So I felt like every time I opened my phone to any app, it was just yelling at me. Hmm. But professionally, I got to say it is photography and probably because it's such an art Hmm. and it's so subjective, like copy is still subjective, but there's a little bit more science behind it and a little more data to prove that it works. Mm -hmm. Whereas photography is literally just subjective. Yeah. Like anybody can have an opinion about your work. And it's right there. Like even mm-hmm. the, the category of momness, there's a lot, there's so many soft skills and so much behind the scenes stuff that you're, you'd have to kind of make up like what right. you imagine is happening. And, and I'm sure your mm-hmm. brain runs with that. Totally. Uh, but then when you just have like this uh, image that's just right there on Instagram and that image yeah. is there and you know, it's awesome. And the other 8,000 people who've liked it know it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and so it has that immediate sense of almost like, well, comparison, you immediately yeah. get, you get to compare apples to apples in a lot of ways with photography and it tends to hit harder. The punches get thrown and they don't hold back. Well, yeah. And I feel like the last five years, there's been this wave of honesty about numbers So not only are you seeing people's talent in their work or the result of, you know, their editing and whatever they do in their images, but you're also seeing dollar amounts of like, this is what I made last year. Let me teach you. Mm. So now you're actually seeing what people are bringing in, but those quote unquote honest numbers don't show you the full picture either. Sure. You know, because rarely people are saying, this is my revenue, this is my profit, here's what I spent. They're not doing that breakdown for you. Mm-hmm. They're just saying, I made this much as a photographer last year, let me show you how I did it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're being assaulted with talent and business earnings all at the same time. So I'd like to approach this maybe from like two categories that we can maybe equip ourselves with. Like I almost want to imagine like before we go out looking for inspiration and actually maybe that's the other thing. It's not as we're not even going out looking for inspiration. We're not going out looking. It's right. We're just minding our own damn business. And then the algorithm's like, Oh, would you like to see someone more talented? (laughs) (laughs) I think that happens more than the other. Yeah. Like I'm not actually looking for something. It's when I least expect it that I'm smacked in the face with somebody else's genius. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we'll talk mindset first and then I want to get to some practical things like the category of mindset of like how we, how maybe we can be, um, new ways to view this. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the other category of like very practically, what can we do about it? Like, is there, Mm -hmm. what are the action steps that we can take? Um, you know, to, to be okay out in the wild. Um, you want to start us off with mindset? Yeah. So I feel like a piece of this is that we are just seeing the end result of everyone's work. We are seeing the total number they made or the edited image at the end. You are not because it's all on social media or in a newsletter list or in a video, whatever. You're only seeing where they ended up and not how they got there. Mm. So it just and it took you two seconds to see it. So it almost feels like it took them two seconds to make it. Mm. And That is, I think, the worst thing to forget when you're scrolling on social media. You don't know how long it took the photographer to set that couple up in the starry, starry night or how many different people touched that image 
to edit it to what it was by the time you saw it on Instagram. Like you're not watching the 20 minutes and the four different poses that the photographer had to move through. And maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it was magic and it was just a couple frames and it took them two seconds, but probably not. That's probably not how it went. And when you see the photographer, you really admire launch a course or talk about their earnings at the end of the year, you're only seeing a total number. You're not seeing the four years they spent doing X, Y, and Z to figure that out or the couple years they spent not making any money or losing money to get there. Mm. You're only seeing the end result and not all the hard work and the road that they had to walk to get there. Yeah. I, I, I take this same kind of thought process and I almost like pull, I, like I zoom it out even further And anytime I find myself like coveting something that someone has, it's like their Mm -hmm. business, their skill set, the photography, their income, their location, the home they live in, whatever it is, right? Um, I I've got to stop and remind myself that I don't know the price that they paid to get that. And you're kind of talking mm-hmm. about that from a micro level in terms of like the number right. of hours, the, this, this, you know, how much editing went to it. But I also just think like, like people out there are paying some very heavy prices to portray the life that they want online. And yes. some of those prices are relational. They're the prices they're, they're paying with their family, with their wife, with their husband, with their kids, with all kinds of things that I, I've got to remember that if I say that I want this one part of their life, like it's helpful for me to pull back when I realize I I don't think I want the whole life. I don't think I want the whole thing. And, um, and you call it a price, which I think is really interesting because Mm -hmm. to you, it looks like an expense. It looks like a sacrifice. It looks like they're paying something, but maybe to them, it wasn't maybe to them. It was like, this is just a step that I need to take in order to achieve that thing. Yes. And so that is important too, because things that would really be a sacrifice for you, you know, taking time away from your wife and kids would be a real sacrifice for you. Yes. They just aren't for other people because they're either at a different point in their life and their kids are grown or they don't have kids yet. You know, it's just, they don't, their set of priorities is already different than yours before you even talk about the price you're paying. Yes. This brings up a, a great point that that you mentioned to me. You, you were talking about how the fact that like, man, their goals mm-hmm. aren't my goals, mm-hmm. and um, we've we've got to get clear about that. You know, some of the things that we see people doing and and the wins that they're experiencing and stuff. Um, it's so easy to just start wanting that, but like not really thinking about what that looks like. Like not having a clear vision for like, is this in alignment for the life that I say that I want? Like the life that I really want to live. What are my goals? Um, and so honestly, sometimes I think even a, we'll mix the practical with a mindset thing here. I think, a, a combining these two is like, um, when I get really clear about what I'm up to really clear mm-hmm. about the life that I'm moving towards with my right. family, uh, with my business, really having a vision of a future worth having, mm-hmm. um, and not just internalized, but like written down, committed, um, mm-hmm. It, this kind of stuff, it starts to go away a little bit because I yes. can start to see all this crazy. I can start to see people who are, they're traveling to Iceland, they're traveling yes. to Australia, <laughs> they're doing workshops in a castle in Italy with a hundred photographers there. Uh-huh. And I'm over here thinking like, I want that, I want that, I want that. And then when I can look at the vision that I have and I can get real clear that I don't want, I don't want to be in Italy. 
I don't totally. want like, hundred people say like, all these things. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. Like this is a big example, but I see people traveling with their kids all over the world and like unschooling and taking their kids, you know, the school is their like education. I mean, the world is their education essentially. Sure. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Travis and I met in Africa. Like travel was a huge priority to us before we had kids. And I'm like, that's exactly what I want. But then I pull back and I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I do not want to be in a camper with my kids. <laughs> like that is not the life that I want. I want to set up this home that we bought and I want to be comfortable here. And I want to give them a reliable, safe environment to come home to every day. And that doesn't mean that people who are traveling are doing it wrong. It means I am looking at their life and forgetting what I've already taken steps to achieve here. Hmm. And their goals are different than mine. The way they want to raise their kids is different than mine. Just because it looks fun when I'm at home on a Thursday night scrolling on my couch doesn't mean that I want it or should actively try to achieve it. Yeah. But I I think it's the same as what you're saying too. Like you can see people in business doing really big things. Mm -hmm. The hundred photographers at a castle in Italy is a great example because I've actually seen that. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, well, I could go do that. I could leave my family for a couple of weeks and go speak at a conference like that. At what cost? Like I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. It's just not going to happen right now. So getting really realistic. And I think writing them down, like you said, is such a great piece of advice because then you literally have a piece of paper. You can be like, okay, what did I want to do with my life? Oh, there it is. Great. And, and you can kind of quiet down everything else that you're consuming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is, this is probably like, an this is the theme that's been running through all of this right now is, is having an understanding. And I, and I know everybody knows this because you're doing it. When you post, <clears throat> you're putting your highlight reel out there. Mm-hmm. And there's actually an interesting thing that, well, I'll finish my statement, then I'll go back. But we're comparing others' highlight reel to our blooper reel. And we're not sharing our blooper reel, but we know it. We we know behind the scenes all the BS, all the all of like the hiding, all of the stuff that's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And when we don't show it, but we feel it, we know it. And then we don't know anybody else's, and we only see theirs. And um, and I think that that, that in itself, it... Um, it's interesting how easy it is for us to stay deceived like that. Like even as I say it right now, it's like, well, of course, duh. And then, and then we miss it. We like, as soon as this episode's over, I'll go hop on Instagram and I'll miss it again. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so weird how I, I forget. It's like, yeah, that's the highlight reel. And I'm comparing the blooper, but you know, I, and I wonder why that I think- is. Well, I think about testimonials. This is a great example. Like think about somebody leaving you a testimonial and being like, Ben was so accommodating. He really helped us out with X, Y, and Z. We couldn't believe that he was willing to blah, blah, blah. And behind the scenes, you're thinking, damn straight. I was accommodating. Like this was the most annoying thing I've ever done in my life. And you're going to post that review because it's like, the highlight reel, it's their product, their end product of how it felt to work with you. But that doesn't mean there wasn't stress for you. So when I think I read between the lines in reviews all the time, and I think about what could have happened behind the scenes to let them know that Ben was accommodating, you know, what did he have to accommodate? How did he have to go out of his way to get that review? What price did he have to pay for them to be able to say that? And again, there's not always an ulterior motive, but it is just kind of like when you know the full story, 
you can add so much more to the end result. Yeah. Yeah. So you can start doing that with other people. That's a nice little trick. If you see people posting something nice, you can be like, hmm, you can make up stories about what maybe it took <laughs> for them to get there because some of it is probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, let's get really practical here. You kind of okay. bridged us into the practicals a bit there. Um, I think one of the most practical things that I've done is I've... Um, I've just been really intentional about trying to find inspiration from other industries. Mm -hmm. Now, this is easier said than done when it's when it's a when you're going out to look for inspiration. For example, for me, I go to look for inspiration for my Instagram reels, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't yeah. do it within the photography niche. I do it outside of the photography niche in all kinds of other random pockets of the internet. So mm -hmm. I'm not having to compare myself to it. I'm not judging it. I'm not like uh, it's it's completely agnostic in in mm -hmm. terms, right? Um, but the issue with this one is a lot of times this comparison comes up when we're not looking for it. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, there he is again. There's that guy I keep comparing myself to, uh, you know, every other time I open the app. But if you are going to look for inspiration, photographers, if you're a wedding photographer, start looking for inspiration in fashion photography, in fine art photography. Those are two really great categories. Um, for portraiture, you know, like if you're a maternity photographer, look for high school seniors, look at fine art, look at fashion, look at editorial. These are great other places to go and look to get inspired without having this direct comparison. Right. And if you're going to look for inspiration in your business and marketing, it's really good to look at other creative professionals like painters. Painters are amazing mm. on Instagram with what they're able to create. Even the sounds they, they use, the series they create. Um, you can look at copywriters. Copywriters are a great source of information because they got the words. So you can steal some of their marketing ideas. Um and I say the word steal lovingly because there are no, no new ideas under the sun. Like we're all stealing from one principle or another. So when you look at other people, I look um, at website designers a lot because they do similarly to what they do something similar to what we do, but it's not a direct compare and contrast. So think about all you could draw inspiration from. Mm. You cut out there for a second, and I hope you're still... Uh, Sorry, yes, I'm here. <laughs> okay, good. I hope you're still hanging here. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I want to maybe speak to another strategy that I've done that was really hard at first, and then it was like instantly freeing. Mm -hmm. um, but I fought against it for so long, and then the moment that I decided to actually do it, it's like the whole thing shifted. So... Ultimately, when we are comparing ourselves against other people and we're feeling small and we're feeling less than and we're coveting what they want, it's it's essentially it's it's a scarcity mindset. It's a belief that there's not enough to go around. It's a belief that if they win, it means that you are losing. And scarcity mindset and abundance mindset, they can exist in the same time, in the same mm -hmm. moment. And so I essentially, instead of trying to resist like the scarcity thing. Sometimes I just try to flood it out and mm -hmm. I flood it out with an abundance mindset. And it usually starts begrudgingly. It usually doesn't start from this like joyful heart. It's mm -hmm. usually like, Oh shit, I'm getting really jealous. I'm wanting what they have and I'm starting to feel like shit. And so I, I, it starts there. I recognize the resistance. I recognize it. And then I use it as my ally to be like, Oh, this is someone that I'm, 
I'm, I'm, there's a scarcity mindset around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I use that as a signal to push in as an opportunity to like encourage them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be one of the best things that I've ever done is when I start to feel that little tinge of, of, um, self rejection, imposter syndrome, jealousy, whatever, or, or I start to cast stones at them in my mind, like all that, mm-hmm. you know, of course mm-hmm. they got it because they're, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Check like the post. And then I encourage Mm-hmm. And the, the encouragement can be, listen, it can just be like a heart emoji. It's just like, it can just right. be like, I, I got great work, you know, <laughs> and I, like they can start there, but I've discovered that when it starts there, the abundance, it, it can't, it, it just, it's not stale. It's not stagnant. And it be, it begins to grow. Mm-hmm. And I've seen truthfully, some of my greatest friendships start from this place of resistance. Yes. And then when I start pushing in and then they push, like they push in towards me like, Ben, Mm -hmm. I can't believe that you commented. I've been following your shit for so long. And then I'm like, why? And then we start talking and then it's like collaboration happens. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage the listeners right now that the, the biggest threat that you are currently viewing, you know, that person that's coming to mind right now on Instagram or on Facebook, that whatever that big threat is, that person that you just, you start to feel like garbage around because they're doing such great things that could be one of your greatest allies. I'm not totally. saying it is, but it could be. And I was so, just going to say, I took this a step further a couple yeah. years ago. I started a peer to peer mastermind with all of my competition because, <laughs> <laughs> because I met them all at a copywriting conference and they were literally my direct competition. Mm. And I was like, yo, we're going to be friends. And I just told them <laughs> that. And so we would meet like every other week on a zoom call and share ideas, talk through difficult things. And I refer them all the time now yeah. because and it had allowed me to become so confident in what made me different from them. Those differences can be so nuanced. They can be so little, but knowing what they are makes you feel so good about losing inquiries to them or being able to refer leads to them that aren't right for you. Those relationships have paid me back tenfold. I cannot imagine how much worse off I would be if I had just let my jealousy or my um, insecurity win Yeah, because they are seriously some of my best business friends. I have them all on Boxer. I have them all on Marco Polo. I call them for different things. And when you truly give generously of yourself and you open yourself up and you're vulnerable about what's working and what's not, you're going to invite other good people in. And if they don't want to be your friend, because that has happened to me too, let me tell you what, that's on them. You tried. You know, you tried to be the bigger person or whatever. And I'm telling you right now, my, our best clients who are doing the best work, we have a a question on our um, questionnaire that says, who's your biggest competition? The ones who say I'm friends with all of them, here they are. Those are the happiest photographers that I know. Mm. They are always so, they are the ones that understand what makes them different. And we don't have to tell them the ones who have taken the time to get to know the people around them and what's great about them. Cause the question, the follow-up question is what do they do better than you? And what do you do better than them? Mm. And when someone can answer that, they are leaps and bounds ahead in their business compared to other photographers. Yo, Rachel, that is a hard ass move right there. Just like creating a mastermind <laughs> with all your competition. That is, that's, that's dope. Good for you. That's so cool. I love that. It's so- true though. And it's like, you guys can do something like that. You don't have to obviously, but I'm just saying like some of my best lessons were learned from that group. 
Well, there are photographers right now um, listening that are the, the calendar's empty, the leads are dried up, mm-hmm. and there's it's a combination of fear, of rejection, it's a combination of pride, but like there's other photographers right now that you're currently viewing as competition that have leads to give you. Mm-hmm. If you could just get off it. Like you could just get off it and start pressing in to the people that you say are against you. Mm-hmm. And when you press in, and now obviously we could sit here and we could count stories of betrayal and all kinds of shit, but I will choose to live my life believing the best in people because it makes a difference for my quality of life. Totally. Totally. To your point, I am so much happier when I choose to believe the best in other people mm-hmm. and I press mm-hmm. in. Um, and I didn't go into these relationships with an ulterior motive. I wasn't like, if I become friends with them, then their leads are going to dry up and I'm going to get all of them. No, all of our businesses have gotten better. Mm. They are making more money. They are happier with their clients. This was a mutually beneficial relationship. It wasn't like I was doing it. So I would win. It was so we all would win. And that it just can radically transform how you approach relationships in your business. If you're able to get over yourself a little bit. Yeah. The last thought that I have here, and maybe we'll close with this Mm -hmm. is, uh, very honestly, um, we are receiving way too much information. We, we weren't designed for this. No. We were not designed for this whatsoever. You weren't built for it. Your psyche wasn't your emotional well-being, your mental health. It was not built for this amount of exposure. And while we're talking about, you know, these ideas of pressing in and looking in, uh, for direction or inspiration in other areas, to be quite candid, one of the best things that you can do, and it's not a cop-out, is to simply protect your mind. Protect your peace. To protect your peace, <laughs> to start filtering out the consumption of information, where you receive it from. And that may look like taking hiatuses from certain social media platforms entirely. It's mm-hmm. not a cowardly move. It's it's actually a sign of like great self-awareness that you were not meant for this. It's not a sign of defeat. Um, but to look at where, where are all the places, what are all the inputs and where can some of those inputs get reduced, right? It's just, it's, it is unhealthy for anyone. A hundred percent. When I said I was really struggling with motherhood and seeing it, I got off Instagram for eight months. Like it was not a short break and it absolutely came at a cost to my business, but you know what? It got my brain on, right? It gave me the room to breathe and to reset what my expectations of myself were Mm -hmm. because I was looking at all these other people being like, well, she can do that. I should do that. She can do that. I should be that kind of mom. I should be able to manage all of this. And it's not true. It wasn't within reason for me. So, and that's obviously different than business, but that was so clarifying for my business too. I found before I took that Instagram break that I was constantly posting content about my kids and it was a business account. I had no business doing that. After that break, I came back and I was crystal clear about the content I wanted to create and what was within reason for me to expect of myself going forward. So for me, it was Instagram. I would just encourage you, Ben's talking about all media and I think all media can be dangerous. All input can be dangerous. Listen to what your body is telling you. You will feel your shoulders start to come up. You will feel your test start to try to tighten when 
you're consuming something that's not good for you mentally. And so pay attention when you find yourself taking shallow breaths, when you're reading something or looking at something, Hey, maybe put it down for a second, go put your feet in that grass. Yeah, uh, man. I love this. Now we're talking macro, but to narrow yeah. <laughs> in micro too, I mean, maybe it's just on following the person. And that's yeah. maybe you're not in the space that you just like, I listen, I get it, Ben, Rachel, God bless y'all. But like, I'm just not a place to encourage. This, totally. this particular, and that's all right. Just in there, that, done that. So just unfollow. <laughs> it's, there's no point in, in surrounding yourself with something that's going to constantly stab you in the stomach every time it shows up. So why <laughs> yes. do it? Just unfollow. Right. I unfollow. saw something on TikTok recently and he was like, life is full of suffering. You don't need to go find it. Yeah. Like it's going to come to you no matter what. So you might as well make your life as easy as possible. And if that means unfollowing your competition, do it. Yeah. Rachel, thanks for chatting about this. I, I, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. hey, and so this is fun. Hey, let's rewind for a hot second. This isn't even a thing, but it's kind of a thing. Rachel, <laughs> there was probably a brief moment and, and I'll be honest, it wasn't long, but there was a brief moment that you were slaying on reels and I was slaying on reels. And I think maybe <laughs> momentarily there was this thought process of like, Oh, Rachel's doing it better. Like Rachel's showing up more authentically. Like, and, <gasps> and no. yes, truly, truly, I tell you this. And then <laughs> I just quote in scripture over here. And then I, uh, and then, um, and I pressed yes. in. I just like liked it. I did. I saw I, 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 I like I liked some shit. And then I commented something BS, and I, uh, <laughs> and now here we are. Like that now here so you funny. are. It's so cool. That well, thank you for your honesty and vulnerability there. I remember thinking back, it was last year when I was still doing reels. I remember thinking, I don't want Ben to think I'm copying him, so I will never use a sound he has used. <laughs> and I was like, there's a there was probably a list of like five or ten people that I would go check their like most recent oh, reels before I posted because I never ever want anyone to feel like I'm like actively going after their space, you yeah. know. Um, but no, I love that. And then you asked me to go host your podcast. So you got over it real I quick. Did, so I that's did. good. I definitely did. Well, Hey guys, <laughs> Watch I'm, your back. I'm coming back eventually. <laughs> podcast listeners, Rachel and I are going to, we're going to work out some more things. We have some more therapy to deal with, uh, at post show, uh, off air. And so while we're doing that, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the show. And, um, I can't wait to see you next Wednesday until then keep showing up and be kind to yourself. <laughs>